Hi, this is Dr. Tina Webb, and you are listening to the Coping Season Podcast, the show that discusses mental and emotional wellness to help black men and black women begin to heal and cope with the effects of emotional distress. Although I am a licensed clinical social worker, please note that this podcast is not meant to be used as a substitute for a relationship with a licensed therapist. Get ready to laugh, think, and be entertained. It's time to cope. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I am so glad to be back with you all today on another Wednesday. Now, last week, I didn't get a chance to do the show because I was out of town. It was that 4th of July week, so I wasn't available to do the show. But I am back now, and we've got a lot to talk about. So let's just get right into it. Do you know what today is? It's our anniversary. Yeah, anniversary. It's our anniversary. It's our anniversary. Yeah, day for you and me. It's our anniversary. Oh, anniversary. Yeah, it's our anniversary, you guys. This is one year. July 7th, 2021 made one year of the Coping Season podcast. And so today's what the 14th. So really, our anniversary was last week, but I wasn't available to do the show. So we would have celebrated then. But we are one year in, you guys. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you to all of you for supporting the show, listening to the show, sharing it, for enjoying it, for being a part of this community and building this community with me. And I'm so grateful and I'm so thankful. And here's to one year and hopefully to many, many more. Now, y'all know I had to talk about this today. Shikari Richardson. A lot of you have been inboxing me, DMing me, asking me, are you going to touch on Shikari Richardson's situation? If you guys listened to my last episode, Black Excellence, Coping with Black Excellence, like Simone Biles, in that episode, I talk a lot about Shikari Richardson and I was, I'm just so proud of her. I was so proud of her in that episode. Like, oh, she's going to the Olympics and oh, she is just all this and that. And my point of view of her has not changed. She is still all this and all that. She's still talented. She's still the fastest woman possibly in the world. She is still who she is. She just made a mistake and we all make mistakes. None of us are perfect. But I'm not going to lie. When I heard about what happened, I was kind of like, oh, girl, why? You know, I felt a little bit disappointed or just surprised by what happened. But it's not for me to feel disappointment. It's not for me to feel surprised. This is her life. These are her decisions. And she's owning up to it. So for those of you who do not know what happened, Shakari Richardson is a track and field star. She runs the 100 meter and she competed in the Olympic trials in Oregon and she blew everybody away. Like she came in first place. She's like the fastest woman in the world is what they're saying. And so she made it to the Olympics, but she got tested right after that race and she tested positive for marijuana. And there's rules against there's the anti-doping agency. And they said that there is no drug use, even though marijuana is legal wherever she smoked it at. It's still illegal for the Olympics. They don't want athletes doing any kind of substances at all. And she knew this. And she still did it. You know, she said that she had found out her mom passed away the week before. So she smoked the marijuana just as a way to help her cope with her mother's death. And so she came forward and she just said, you know what? I'm human. Don't judge me. I'm just like you, except I run a little faster. 
but we are all human and we all make mistakes. And at this point, she's done what she needed to do. She's accepted responsibility. She's apologized for what happened. And she's been suspended for a month, which means that she may not be able to compete. I think at this point, people are leaning towards she may not be able to compete. A lot of people are coming to her aid saying like marijuana for marijuana. But you can't just say that, though, because the the rules are clear. No substances. Marijuana is listed in there that that is something that they don't want them to do. It's something that's known in their field of, um, you know, when you want to compete for the Olympics, everybody knows this. And you got to look at all of the other athletes who didn't smoke weed who followed the rules and they're where they're supposed to be. And I'm not saying Shikari isn't where she's supposed to be because this is her path. Whatever was the reason for us to see this magnificent display of her talent. And then the next couple days, boom, she's not going to the Olympics because boom, we found out that she smoked marijuana. Uh, why is that happening? And look at the timeline and all of that. Who knows? We don't know. Life is a trip like that. We don't know why things happen. Now she's getting offered all of these different endorsements. She's at all of these different award shows. She's meeting all these different celebrities. People are coming out, speaking out on her behalf. So maybe she's going to get something more than what she could have ever imagined. We don't know what her prayer was. Maybe her prayer wasn't just to go to the Olympics. Maybe who knows? I don't know. You know, and then there's a big outbreak of the coronavirus the Delta variant over there by the Olympics. So maybe this is a reason, a way to spare her. We don't know. We would never know, but this is her path. You know, I was just like, dang, Shikari, you couldn't have just held off. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people that are going to the Olympics that would like to smoke some weed, that they do smoke weed, but they have decided to refrain from doing so, so that they won't mess up their chances of competing. Now, I don't know, like Shikari said, she had a lot going through her mind. She did what she did. It is what it is. And she's just going to press forward. I mean, what can you do? Just dwell on it. Some people will do that. Some people will completely break down. They will beat themselves up so much. They'll go into a deep depression. They may stop running. They may start indulging and really getting deep into smoking weed or into other drugs or other things, drinking heavily to try to cope with what's going on. You know, some people do that. But then there are people who are very resilient and they bounce back. And that is what Shikari Richardson is doing. She's preparing herself. She's preparing for the next Olympics, which is going to be in four years. She's already got a race lined up for August. Let me tell you something. I have never really been into track and field and watching it. You know, I only watch it during the Olympics. I'm not watching it any other time or following it or going to track meets. And Shikari Richardson, she has brought the attention to track and field. Everybody is paying attention right now. And that's a beautiful thing because we have so many track and field stars that are going to the Olympics. So many black female, black male people that are competing, very talented, that our attention is going to be on, that we are going to be rooting for. And look, that's what I felt like, too. When I heard what happened to Shikari, immediately Tyra Banks popped into my head and it was like, I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you, Shikari. <laughs> Y'all remember that when Tyra Banks was yelling at that young lady on America's Next Top Model? And that's what she was saying to her. <laughs> but like I said, this is her journey. This is Shikari's journey. This is her path. This is her life. And we're just spectators trying to see where it's going to go. We're spectators in our own lives sometimes. Some of us have taken the back seat to our life and you're just watching it happen 
as if you don't have any control over your life. And that's not true. Shikari is like not just letting this unfold and letting it go whatever way it's going to go. She is still moving forward. She has a race already in August that she's going to be competing in. She's going to keep moving forward and not let this take her down. She's doing what needs to be done. She's doing what she has to do for herself for the people that are still rooting for her, like me, I am still rooting for her. She is still talented. I still love that girl. Like, okay, Shikari, keep on moving. I'm excited to see what she's going to do next. We don't know where her life is going to go. We don't know what is going to happen next. It's very exciting. I know that she may feel very disappointed, but she has support and the opportunities haven't stopped rolling in. In fact, she might be getting more opportunities than she would have before. So so who knows? You know, she is just very relatable. I feel her. You know, we make mistakes. We do things. People do unexpected things. People do surprising things. Things happen in our lives sometimes that we just would never have expected to go down. You know, we get close to opportunity and sometimes we sabotage our own selves. Sometimes other people do things that disqualify us or try to disqualify or discredit or whatever the case may be. We are all human and we all make mistakes. I have faced disappointment. I've faced setbacks. I've had to face consequences of things that I have done in life. But guess what? You bounce back. You got to keep on going. And if anything, that's the message in this whole situation. What are you going to do now? Yes, there was a mistake that was made. Yes, you faced a setback. But what are you going to do now? How are you going to bounce back? It's all about resiliency. On today's segment of Ask Dr. Tina, I want to read a couple quotes from Shikari Richardson that are a true demonstration of her resilient nature. She stated, and I quote, I'm sorry that I can't be y'all Olympic champ this year, but I promise I'll be your world champ next year. And regarding her upcoming races, this is what Shikari had to say. She stated, I'm looking forward to running fast and putting on a show. And that's what Shikari Richardson had to say. Now, we've all been here before. We all face adversity. We face barriers. We face trauma. We face stress. We face problems in our lives. Situations are constantly changing in our lives, whether it's issues with your relationship, family problems, problems with yourself as far as like growing or problems at work or, you know, all kinds of changing situations to where you're either going to fall apart or we have to learn how to adapt. We got to learn how to change our mindset, how to maneuver. We constantly have to learn how to navigate our lives because life doesn't come with a map. There's no plan that's drawn out that you can read or a book and you know, okay, the next step of my life is going to lead me here. Okay, so then I have to do this or that. There's nothing that prepares us for the twists and the turns that we have to face in our lives. Like when somebody that we love passes away or when we're involved or somebody close to us has some kind of life threatening or life altering accident, life threatening illnesses or serious conditions that can affect us that can happen unexpectedly. It could be something like the love of your life cheating on you or somebody losing their dream job or coming into a lot of money all of a sudden and then losing it all, being homeless. We just don't know what our life is going to bring. And because we're all different, we're unique, we are going to handle these situations differently from each other. We are going to experience different thoughts. We're going to experience strong emotions, a lot of uncertainty, not knowing where to turn, what to do next. And some people, when faced with these situations, 
They don't know how to adapt. They fall apart. They crumble under this pressure, under the uncertainty. They can't handle the emotions that come. But for the most part, most people adapt well. They're able to keep going. They're able to pivot, to problem solve, to figure something else out, to bring them out of these situations. Over time, they adapt to these life-changing situations, these stressful situations that come in our lives. And the reason why they're able to do that is because of resilience. And resilience is about not letting the things that happen to you, not letting them overcome you, not letting failure overcome you or the difficulties or the trauma you've experienced or you being knocked down in life and not able to get back up. You know, it's like Donnie McClurkin said, when we talk about resilience, we're talking about we fall down, but we get up. We fall down, but we get up. Cause a saint is just a sinner who fell down, but they didn't stay there and got up. That's resilience. And resilience is a psychological concept. It's a psychological quality that allows some people, many people, when life knocks us down, we don't stay there. We get up. There is a psychological quality that allows people who get knocked down by these adversities in life. They come back even stronger than they were before. They get back up and they go even harder and they're able to overcome a lot of the difficulties. They overcome the trauma, the failure. They don't let these things overcome them. They overcome these things and they're able to bounce back and keep going and they're able to heal from the past things that have gotten in their way from their past mistakes or from the barriers that have come along. Resilient people find a way to keep on going. They change course, they change direction, but then they don't change their goals. They just find another way to get there. They don't stop. They keep on going. No matter how many times they get knocked down, get knocked down 10, get up 11. So on today's episode, I want to take a deeper dive into resiliency in the black community. Now, when we talk about resiliency, it's not just about bouncing back. It's not just about getting back up. It's about growth as well. It's about digging deep down inside, accessing that psychological strength that you have, that strength that you have inside of you, those skills that you have so that you can cope and you can deal with these problems and these challenges that you're facing so that you don't just fall apart. So you can go ahead and rebuild your life. You can keep on going, you know, and there's different reasons why some people are more resilient than others. Most of the time people have built resiliency because they've dealt with a lot of trauma in their lives. They face a lot of difficult situations and every time they overcome something negative in their life, it builds more resilience in them. It empowers them to grow and just to improve their lives to get better and better and better. And I just want to clarify some things, too, because that doesn't mean just because a person is highly resilient, that doesn't mean that when difficult situations or they come across distress or stress in their life or issues, that they're not going to be bothered by them, that they just going to be able to handle them right away. No, they're still going to experience difficult situations and it's still going to affect them. They're still going to have those thoughts and those emotions that come up and the uncertainty that happens. They're going to feel um, emotional pain. They're going to feel the stress and all of that. But it's just how they deal with it. You know, being resilient is something that's kind of built into us. But some people have a little higher level than others, because guess what? We can also learn how to be resilient. We can also create resiliency. And that's what makes this concept so extraordinary, because 
like a muscle. We got to work out. You trying to build up some muscles in your body. You got to work that muscle. You got to build it. You got to do those squats. You got to put in the work. That's the same thing with resiliency. We got to put in the time. We got to be intentional. We got to put in the work to try to learn how to manage our emotions, how to have a more positive, optimistic attitude, and just be able to see failure as not just a setback, but as an opportunity, an opportunity to grow, an opportunity to pivot, to change, to do something different, an opportunity to come back, to bounce back. You know, failure is an opportunity to redefine success. It's an opportunity to get feedback from a situation, feedback from what we did or what happened to us so that you can come back even stronger. You know, when we have a positive attitude and we're optimistic, that's going to help you handle stress easier. That's going to help you when those situations come that are negative. You're going to be able to flip it and see it from a different point of view. That's when we're going to be able to dig deep and access like those cognitive resources that we have, these cognitive abilities, these thinking skills that we have so that we can analyze what happened. Where did we go wrong? What went wrong in this situation? And then we can look at some other paths and do something different that can be more productive, that can help us to reach success, reach our goals. You know, a lot of times people think, oh, because I've gone through so much in my life, I've dealt with so much trauma, so many issues, so many things that people have done to me that is hard for me to recover from, that I'm not able to be resilient. I'm less resilient because of that. But in reality, a lot of people are more resilient because of what they've gone through. And people who've gone through a lot of trauma, they are less resilient because of their coping skills that they develop. There's a such thing as maladaptive coping skills. People will often develop maladaptive coping skills, which are not helpful, not good coping skills to deal with what they've gone through. Like they get off on drugs. They start using alcohol. So substance abuse. They ruminate. They start thinking a lot about the past. They're thinking a lot about the future. They're not able to stay in the present moment. They focus on a lot of their depressive symptoms and what isn't going right in their lives. And a lot of the negativity, people numb themselves emotionally. They shut down their feelings. They don't know how to manage their emotions. They don't know how to soothe themselves and help them to feel better when they feel stressed or they feel anxious. You know, people will try to do things to escape from their lives. So they focus on other people. Instead of changing their behavior or changing the things in their lives, they will avoid situations. They avoid change. They avoid their feelings that they have that are difficult. They daydream. They procrastinate. Talk about what they want to do and talk about what they're going to do. But they never get up and do it. They avoid the things that need to be completed, the things that they need to do. People will have other maladaptive coping skills like they self-harm. They cut themselves. They burn themselves. They attempt suicide. They binge eat. They take a lot of risk, a lot of risk-taking behavior. They drive fast. They gamble. They get into fights. They do a lot of things that are maladaptive just to help them because they don't feel good about themselves or whatever that has happened in their lives. And so they will take risks. You know, people will become codependent. They depend on other people to make their life work for them. They depend on other people to make them feel better, to make them feel good. They need constant reassurance from other people that everything is going to be okay. They need validation. Oh, you're amazing. You're good. You're beautiful. You can do it. You're spectacular. You're a wonderful person as opposed to them knowing these things on their own. They depend on other people to help them cope with their anxiety, with their thoughts, with their behaviors. 
Some people disengage from society. They remove themselves from other people, from situations, from reaching their goals. A lot of people let fear take over them. They never confront their fear. And instead, they just keep thinking about the future and rehearsing for what's to come. Okay, well, I'm going to do this. And they just talk about what they're going to do. They rehearse, they plan for it, but they never take the steps. They spend so much time worrying, so much time worrying about what people think of them, what's going to happen instead of getting out there and just doing what needs to be done for themselves. You know, a lot of people, when they get under challenging situations, like I said, they shut down, they fall apart because they have maladaptive coping skills. But guess what? They don't have to stay that way. If you're listening right now and you're going through any of these things that I said, it doesn't have to stay that way. Even though it's been like this for a long time for you, you don't have to stay there. There are certain things resiliency can be taught. There are certain things like genetics. Some people are just genetically, they're highly resilient. Some people have had experiences in life that have taught them to be resilient. But there are things that we can do to build resiliency. To keep it real, we have to get knocked down in life so that we can learn how to get back up. We have to be told no sometimes in life so that we can learn how to navigate and take a different direction so that we can access what is inside of us to help us to get better, to become stronger, to keep going. We have to have that. We have to have challenges in our lives to develop resiliency. But like I said, there are things that we can do and we can develop First of all, self-compassion, have some compassion for yourselves. None of us are perfect. We all are going to go through some things and we go through the same things at different times in our lives because we are all human, having a human experience on this earth. So have some compassion for yourself. Practice gratitude. Think positive. You got to be able to stop dwelling on the negative and getting yourself all worked up all the time, worrying so much, thinking about the past, getting stuck. We got to stop getting stuck in these negative thought cycles. When bad things happen in our lives, it's easy to get on the negative and start thinking about all the bad things that have ever happened to us and all the negative outcomes that we've had to face. And you start thinking about the future. I'm a mess up again. Nothing ever works out for me. Nothing ever goes right. You keep thinking about a situation from five years ago and thinking over and over. What could I have done differently? Oh, if I only would have been good to him or her, I would still have them in my life. Oh, if I would have did this or that. You can't be stuck in the past so much. That's it's it's gone. That's dead and gone. We got to move forward. You know, you have to look at what's happening in your life right now. What can you do when we start to ruminate over the past and we think about the future so much? What is it doing for us? It's not helping you solve anything. It's making you feel maybe more anxious. It's making you get caught up in your thoughts. That's all it does. It just gets you caught up in your thoughts and we get stuck. We get stuck in our head, stuck in our thoughts, and you're not able to move forward. You're not able to take action because it's all in your head. And when we notice that that's happening to us, that we're sitting, we're thinking about the past, we're dwelling on the future, we're just thinking, 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 and it's all of these negative thoughts that are taking over and they're starting to control us. These negative thoughts are controlling you now. You're not in control. And when that happens, we got to break that negative cycle. Get up, go do some exercise, go for a run, engage a different part of your brain. Just get up and do something different. Go cook, go do something, go for a drive, do something different than sitting there and being in those negative thoughts. You got to do something that's going to help your brain and your body to switch gears, to switch focus so that you're breaking that negative thought cycle that you're sitting in. 
It could even be something simple like practicing some deep, slow breathing. Do something that involves your mind and your body. And that's going to help you to turn off that stress and to calm your body. Now, don't get me wrong. It's not easy when we go through pain and we have to face disappointment. It can be a really difficult thing to not let that pain and disappointment overcome you, overwhelm you, take over, to not crumble under pressure. It's not easy. But what you do after you've had to face a job loss, an illness, a death of a loved one or some type of setback, what you do after that is going to set you up for the future. And the next time you face a setback or you face a problem, it's going to be easier for you to bounce back. You're going to bounce back sooner. You're going to bounce back faster, better than you did before. It's all about the way that we think about situations, the way that we think about the things that happen to us in life. Our thoughts about those things is what affects how we feel. And because of how we feel, that's what affects our behavior. Like say you go through a breakup, the person that you love cheated on you. They did a whole bunch of sneaky little stuff and it came to light. Are your thoughts about that situation? um, Are you thinking that you're inadequate? that you weren't enough, that you're not worthy of love. No one's ever going to love me. I did something wrong. I wasn't this and I wasn't enough for this person. If those are your thoughts, then that's going to lead you to feeling very low, to feel like you can't really pull yourself out of this. This is going to happen to me again. Nobody's ever going to care for me. And that can send a person into a deep depression. It can keep them down to where they can't bounce back. Or are you going to think to yourself and look at what are the facts of the situation? You know what? They had a weak moment. We grew apart. Maybe Um, it's not on me. That's something that they did. You know, he felt inadequate probably because he lost his job and he was looking for some kind of something to build his ego. So that's on him. And when you start to think like that, then you're going to bounce back and maybe you're able to get out there and start dating again. You're able to get out there and meet new people. You're able to not go back and forth in the relationship if you feel like this person is not for you. You know, say you're a person who everything needs to be perfect all the time. You strive for perfection. And when things don't go the way that they're supposed to go, the way that you think that they're supposed to go, and you have a experience, a loss or a failure in some way, it's hard for you to accept that you start beating yourself up. You start thinking, what could I have done different? Where did I go wrong? You start blaming other people for causing you to fail. But when you're able to accept that, hey, there's going to be ups and downs in life. Life is a mixture. You're going to have some wins. You're going to have some losses. You're going to have some yeses you're gonna have some noses some noses (laughs) some no's that's just the way the cookie crumbles but when you're able to accept that then you're gonna be able to bounce back from those situations you're gonna be able to bounce back from those losses from those no's and keep on going forward it's important to know that in life we are all going to fail at something it's inevitable we're humans and so Failure is a human thing. It's something that happens to us no matter what your background is, no matter where you come from, no matter what skills you have, no matter what how much education you have, how much, you know, background, what your life story was. We are all going to fail at least one time in our lives. We're going to have something big and significant happen in our lives. And we're going to make mistakes. We are going to do things. We're going to sabotage ourselves. Sometimes we are going to do things that's going to cause us to have a setback. But those situations are also going to help us to grow. It's also going to be an opportunity for us to pivot, to change direction, to change course. We got to be able to accept and be okay with mistakes, to be okay with learning from these mistakes and growing from our mistakes. Let me tell you how. You know what time it is. It's time to cope. 
It's time to pull out our coping toolboxes. I'm going to give us some tools to toss in there today to help us cope with resiliency. Remember, we are going to be building these coping toolboxes every time that we're together so that we can keep everything that we need that can help calm us during times of distress and help us to express how we feel in healthy ways. The first thing that I want you to know is that resiliency is built into us. You know, it's a personality trait. It has to be, it's based off of our experiences in life too that shaped us, that cause us to be more resilient than others at times. But keep in mind, you can still build resiliency. You can still create it as well. And that's what makes this so amazing. I also want you to know that when you face a setback, you face a difficult situation in your life, It's okay to allow yourself to feel what you feel. You don't have to ignore what you feel. You don't have to try not to be frustrated. You it it doesn't feel good to fail. It doesn't feel good when plans fall through or we don't reach our goals or it doesn't work out or look the way that we planned it. But have some compassion for yourself. You are still capable. You know, when we fail or when things happen, we have Thoughts that get distorted in our mind and you start to feel like you're not capable, you're inadequate. And that's not true. You know, your perception of self can become distorted, but you need to keep that in mind. Don't buy into the idea that you're not enough, that you need to give up. No, you got to find and dig within you or get around some people that are optimistic. Get around some people that have the mindset of being persistent. Keep on going. Be persistent. Build your self-esteem. Remember who you are and revive that self-worth. Who are you? Start to write a list. Write a list of the qualities and the capabilities that you have that make it possible for you to succeed. And if you find that you have a hard time thinking of these things or remembering your strengths, ask somebody else who knows you. If you have a spouse, ask them to remind you of your strengths, the good qualities about yourself, about your ambition, about how persistent you were in the past or remind you of who you are. You can ask a friend, somebody that knows you well. Talk to your mama, your daddy, your parents, someone that can give you that boost that can help you to revive that self-worth. You know, try to find your motivation, recharge yourself, remind yourself of what success would mean to you. If you were successful, if you were to achieve everything that you're trying to do, how would you feel? Why did you start pursuing this goal in the first place? What were you thinking? What was your plan? And this is important, especially after you've tried something and you failed, because this is what's going to keep you going. It's going to keep you trying and moving forward. Remember, your setback is just setting you up for a comeback. So you want to get creative and start brainstorming. Okay, what's a new approach? What's another way I can go about this? What else can I do? How can I still get to where I'm trying to go? Make a list. It doesn't matter. Whatever you feel is unrealistic, what you feel like is not possible, write it all down. Write down whatever you feel is realistic, was unrealistic, was possible, was impossible. Write it all down. And then look at your list, go through it, think through it. Okay, is this, can I really do this? Let me think it through. Well, I guess I could, you know what? I thought that was impossible, impossible, but you know what? I can do that. Look through and see what's viable. What can you really, really implement and do? And that's going to give you direction. The next thing I want you to do is try not to focus so much on the things that are out of your control. Focus on what you can control. You can control yourself. You can control your planning. You can control being prepared, how you prepare, how much effort are you going to put into it? How much time you going to put into it? Those are things that you can control. You can look back and see, okay, you know what? I did it this way, but you know what? 
I was lacking in my planning. I was slacking when I did this or that. You know what? In the future, I could do this better. I could do that differently. Um, You know what? I can invest more time here. I can do more, put more effort to X, Y, Z. So you can start doing that. Like I said, focus on the factors, the things that are in your control and just reframe your thoughts about failure. Failure is an opportunity. You know what? This was a one-time thing that happened. If I fail again, it's not going to be the same as this failure because you're going to make a list of this certain specific situation that happened and how it might be different when you approach it the next time. Maybe you need to change up your crew, the people that are involved, the people that are helping you. Maybe you need to change that up. Maybe your mood is going to be different. Maybe you're going to approach it with a more optimistic and positive point of view. Maybe you're going to have more supportive people around you. If you married, maybe your spouse is going to have a different attitude. Maybe your partner is going to have a different attitude going into it. Maybe the weather might be different when the situation happens. You know, maybe I'm going to be in a better frame of mind because back then I was under a lot of stress. I was struggling with my job. I had this going on, that going on. This time, things are going to be different for me because I don't have all those other stressors. You know what? I'm going to make sure I get enough sleep. That can be different. And there's so many other things that might be different when you try again. So don't look at failure as the end all be all. Just keep on going. Move forward no matter what. Be a success at failure. It's all about how you handle it because we are going to fail. It's inevitable. It's going to happen. And when it happens, please be kind to yourself. Be good to yourself. Encourage yourself. Don't talk down on yourself. Don't be harsh on yourself. Instead, say to yourself what Shakari Richardson said, I'm human. And then move forward. What can I do better? What can I learn from this? Ask yourself what happened. You know what? What did I do good in this situation? What did I do well? Okay, now who can help me the next time? What might help me the next time? Just try to use every opportunity. When things don't go the way that you want them to or according to the plan, then try to gather all the information that you can from that situation that can help you next time. Get up. Don't just sit there. Don't lay there. Don't be defeated. Pick yourself up. Start again and again and again and again. That's what life is about. We are learning every single day. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what good is waiting around the corner. We don't know what bad is waiting around the corner. But life is still going to happen. And we can't just let life happen to us. We got to be participating in life. Get out there. A lot of people don't try things. They don't get out and follow their dreams or their goals because they think that they're not going to succeed. They're not going to be good at it. They're afraid of being told no. They're afraid of making a mistake. They're afraid of things not going the way that they plan. And when you do that, you're missing out on life. You weren't created for that reason. Every day we are learning and we are growing. That's what life is. Life is a learning experience. Like I said before, there is no book that you open up and it says, "Okay, on this date, um, Tina Webb was born. Okay, on this date, she is going to get a job and then she's going to quit that job. She's going to take have a path where she can go in this direction, but she's going to choose this or that. Like we can't read that in the book. It would be nice to know what's going to happen. But where's the excitement in that of having a predictable life? Because there's still other things that we can do that can just change the course and it can be for the best. It can be exciting. It can 
be wonderful. The experiences that we have in life are an opportunity for us to create a better life, for us to create something wonderful that we never imagined. So you got to get out there. You got to jump in, start living, keep on living and welcome failure. You know what? Okay, if it don't work out, I'm gonna do even better the next time. I'm gonna keep on going. You know what? This happened to me. It was messed up. I hate the way it feels, but I'm gonna keep on going. I'm gonna deal with it and I'm gonna keep on going. I'm gonna learn from it. I'm gonna adapt and I'm gonna thrive and I'm gonna keep on living. And while we're bouncing back and getting back up, make sure that you take care of yourself. Take care of your body. Exercise. Eat well. Take care of your mental health. Practice mindfulness. You know, look at your nutrition and eat the proper nutrition that you need. Make sure you're getting enough sleep. Make sure you're drinking enough water and hydrating yourself. Strengthen your body so that that can help you to deal with stress. Strengthen your mind. That can help you to deal with stress and help you to reduce the anxiety and the depression that we sometimes feel in life, especially after you face setbacks. You know, fortify your mind and just practice some journaling, practice some yoga, do some spiritual practices like pray, pray, meditate. All of that can help to restore your hope. It can make you feel hopeful. It can help you to feel strong. It helps you to deal with the situations that come your way, you know, so that you're not ruminating. You're not thinking so much on the negative. If you're going to ruminate about something, ruminate about the positive aspects of your life, the positive experiences in your life. Think about those and let that replay over and over in your mind. You know, you want to think about the things that you're grateful for, even in the midst of your struggle, of your trials. Practice gratitude. What's going good in my life? You know what? It's not all bad. This was just a minor setback. I'm going to get back up. And remember, when you're going through, your relationships are important. You want to build connections with people. Get around people who are understanding. They have empathy. They can remind you that, hey, you know what? I go through stuff too. You're not alone. You're going to come out of this. You're going to be okay. Focus on finding people that you can trust, that you can have around you that have compassion. They don't talk and be like, oh, yeah, you shouldn't have did that. Oh, I don't know why you did. You know, get away from the negativity. You need to be around people who will validate your feelings, who will say, you know what? You human. I'm human, too. I can't even judge you because it could happen to anybody. I don't know what could happen in life. But you know what? This is not the end for you. You need to get back up. You got to get out there because you got skill. You got talent. Get around those people that are going to uplift you and you're going to uplift them. When people are going through hard times in life, it's It's easy to isolate yourself, to not want to be bothered, to pull away from society, to pull away from people, to not be able to accept help, to not talk to anybody about your problems. But that is not helpful. What's helpful to you so you can get back up is to be able to accept help. Let people help you. Let them be there for you. Let them support you. The people that care about you recognize that they love you and that they're there for you and go out with them. Go eat lunch with your friends. You know, your husband want to go out on a date. Your boyfriend want to take you out. Don't feel like, no, I can't go. I got to just focus on overcoming this hurdle, this this challenge, or I don't want to be bothered. No, go out and enjoy your life and be around those people. Prioritize your relationships. Connect with the people who love you, who care about you. If you don't have people in your space like that, then join a group, join a support group, join a Facebook group, join some kind of, 
you know, go to church and get a group there, some kind of faith based community or some kind of organization or something that you can do. Go to therapy, get support so that you can feel hopeful so that you can move forward. You can feel a sense of purpose. You can feel joy. You can know where to access what you need when you need it. That's very important, you know, and find a purpose. You know, you can help other people, maybe volunteering somewhere, helping other people. This is another way to connect with people so that you can feel a sense of self-worth. You can feel a sense of purpose in your life. You can feel empowered. You can grow in your resilience and become stronger, become better. You know, be proactive. That's important. You got fired from your job. You got laid off. Okay, you're not going to maybe beg for your job back. That might be fruitile. But what you can do is spend some time working on your resume, putting in for some jobs, being serious, trying to get back out there. You know, you went through a breakup. You don't have to beg that person to take you back and tell them that they made a mistake. And please, please don't do this to me. No, start to build yourself up. You know, start working on your strengths. What can I how can I be better in my next relationship? What was I neglecting about myself when I was in this relationship? You know what? I remember who I used to be and the things that I used to enjoy that I put on the back burner because I was with this person or how you didn't take care of yourself the way that you should should have. Go out and start exercising. Start taking care of your health. Go do the things that make you feel good. Get your hair done, nails done, pedicure, manicure. Go to the spa, get a massage, go to happy hour with your coworkers or whatever it is that you need to do so you can bounce back. If you need to get out there and start dating people, get out there and start dating people again. That is going to, you know, when you focus on initiative and you take initiative, that's going to remind you. It's going to make you feel empowered. It's going to remind you of who you are and it's going to build your motivation. It's going to build your purpose, even during the times when you're facing stress and you're facing pain and disappointment. Be proactive. Take initiative. I'm telling you right now, that is going to increase the likelihood that the next time you go through a painful situation or the next time you're in turmoil, you're going to rise up again. You're going to keep on getting back up because you know you were able to do it before. And whatever you do, keep moving towards your goals. Be able to accept change. Change is a part of life. There are certain goals. There's going to be certain things in our life that we used to be striving for. And you might not be able to attain them anymore because of whatever situations have happened in your life or changes that have happened in your life. But you got to be able to accept those circumstances, accept that it cannot be changed. I cannot change the past. I can't change what happened to me, but I can focus on what's going to come now. I can focus on the things that I can change. So accepting that is going to be a good step as well. And move towards those dreams. Like I said, keep going towards your goals. Keep making new goals. Make some realistic goals and do something on a regular basis that is helping you to move towards it. And that's going to make you feel a sense of accomplishment. No matter how small, you're still moving in the direction that you want to go and towards the things that you want to accomplish. So instead of focusing on the things that aren't achievable or that you feel like you it's going to take you a long time to make it happen. Ask yourself, what can I do today? That's going to help me move in the direction that I want to go. What's one thing I can do right now 
that's going to help me. And when you're struggling, I mean, that's when it can help to look back, but you're not looking back and just dwelling on the mistakes. Look back and remind yourself, okay, where have I been able to find strength in the past? You know what? I remember when I went through this situation, I was able to call a friend. I was able to go ahead and I remember I started painting again or I started working out. I started doing these things and I started feeling better. I started going to church. I started reading the Bible or the Quran or whatever um, religious affiliation you might have. And think about those past experiences and things that you used to do that help to pull you out of these dark places and go back and start doing some of those things. Who was helpful to you in your life in the previous times when you had difficult situations? You know what? I remember that this person was very helpful to me. I went through a lot of distress during this time and they were there for me. Okay, maybe you can reach out to that person. You know, it's hard to stay positive when things are going our way. It's hard to be happy and to put on a smile or to be optimistic when we are facing challenges. But we got to be hopeful. We have to be optimistic. You can't be pessimistic. You're not going to get what you're looking for. You're not going to be able to recognize the opportunities or the good things that are happening if you're pessimistic. So be optimistic, have an optimistic outlook, and that's going to empower you to look for the good things, to expect that good things are going to happen to you. Good things are going to happen to me. I know it. I feel it. I deserve it. Try to, you know, imagine, visualize what is it that you want instead of worrying about what you don't have and worrying about those fears. Everything that you want is on the other side of that fear that you're feeling. So stop focusing on that and look at the things that you want and keep on moving. Keep pushing forward. And in the words of Nelson Mandela, I leave you with this. Do not judge me by my success. Judge me by how many times I fell down and got back up again. And on that note, that's all the tools that I got. Go ahead and put those coping toolboxes away, y'all. It's time for one of my favorite parts of the show. Movie therapy, music therapy. I would like to dedicate today's episode to the song called Never Give Up by Yolanda Adams. And the song says, Visions that can change the world. Trapped inside an ordinary girl She looks just like me Too afraid to dream out loud And though it's simple your idea It won't make sense to everybody You need courage now If you're gonna persevere To fulfill divine purpose you gotta answer when you're called So don't be afraid to face the world Against a lie Keep the dream alive, don't let it die If something deep inside Keeps inspiring you to try Don't stop and never give up, don't never give up on you. Sometimes life can place a stumbling block in your way. But you gotta keep the faith, bring what's deep inside your heart to the light. And never give up, don't never give up on you. Don't give up. I believe that. I receive that. And I mean that. It's coping season, y'all. 
thank you for joining me this week. I hope you all enjoyed this episode. You are not only listeners, you are my co-hosts and we are a community. And I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your stories, experiences, and thoughts related to life issues, topics you'd like to hear discussed, or questions you'd like answered. Please visit me on the web at drtinaweb.com and click on Ask Dr. Tina to submit your questions, thoughts, and more. Tune in every Wednesday to hear my response. You can also check out the show notes as well as other contact information on the website. In the meantime, and in between time, for additional updates, conversations, and more ways to interact, please connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Dr. Tina Webb. That's D-R-T-I-N-A-W-E-B-B. Feel free to share your thoughts from the show on social media using the hashtag Coping Season Podcast. Lastly, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you are listening to help others find the show and learn to cope just like you. I appreciate and read every single review. Thank you so much for listening to the show and for spreading the word to all of your friends, family, and coworkers. I so appreciate it. Thank you. And I'll see you next week.